0: "'You've got to go back to the police,' said Gutsy, passing a cigarette to Harry. "'I can't. You can. What was his name again?' "'Sanjay. Well, this time you have to give him the facts. You can't just sit there and say nothing.' They were leaning on the barrier of a wooden walkway built on a lake, one of the filled-in gravel pits on Wandsworth Common. Some ducks were thrashing about in the rushes. Two swans looked over, curious.' Do you want me to tell him? offered Gutsy, manfully. Just give us a light. To be healthy, Gutsy had nicked a packet of Rothman's menthol, which were disgusting, but they were better than nothing. Having lit up, Harry dropped the burning match into the water. He listened for the hiss, but Gutsy was talking again. It doesn't matter who he is or how important he is, he can't get away with it. I know. And spit it out. Gutsy didn't understand. You can't spit things out without thinking where your glob is going to land. I'll come with you, said Gutsy, tapping ash into the lake. Just let it go. I can't. We're brothers. They tried to cut their thumbs with a bread knife and mingle some blood, but neither of them could face the pain. In the end, they joined scratch to scratch. It still meant something. I know. That's why I trust you. Harry stared into the cloudy green water, his attention drawn away like a leaf on the surface of the sky. Back in October, after Harry had spent twenty minutes in the hospital interview suite staring in silence at Sanjay's Reebok trainers, the policeman had gently pulled the plug. As a last resort, he'd invited Father Eddie down to the station, but ten minutes into the confrontation the priest had done a runner. The next morning Harry's mother had called Uncle Justin. Like Geraldine, he was a specialist in trauma. Only his methods were different. And so Uncle Justin came round with his hold-all full of crampons and clips and all sorts of stuff Harry had never seen before. They went into the garden. He's out of reach now, said Uncle Justin, taking a thick yellow rope out of his bag. He hasn't gone back to the States because that's the first place anyone would look. I bet he's in Spain, sunning himself, and as long as no one says anything, no one's going to chase after him. Uncle Justin was lean and muscular. His blonde hair had been ravaged for years by the wind and rain. He was the Marlborough man. All year he'd been denying he was forty. This little more will start a new life, and so must you, and that means learning how to get away from the things you can't forget. Harry didn't respond, so Uncle Justin placed a hand on each of his shoulders, looking at him as if they were brothers in arms. His eyes were green and cloudy like the water in a lake. "'You have to trust me,' he said. "'Climbing is all about trust.' and trust is all about knowing you're secure and being secure is all about the knot around your waist so that's where we begin with learning your knots and the first and most important knot is the bowline uncle justin had climbed every dangerous rock face in britain he'd founded the bowline project for the homeless The BBC had produced a documentary showing how he'd worked wonders for people with nowhere to turn. He hadn't just taken people off the street. He'd given them experiences that changed how they saw things. They'd conquered mountains, restored a shepherd's cottage in Wales, gone on holidays together. He'd just been one of them, another man making his way through thick and thin. Harry had always adored him. Now things were different. To learn the bowline, all you've got to do is think of a rabbit coming out its hole.